What is going on, everybody? This is Johnny Reyes. Randy Howard. And we've got a special treat for you. Uh, this is actually a double feature that we are doing. Uh, we know the episode that we promised each and every one of y'all was Killer Clowns from Outer Space with our buddy B-Rad, who's going to watch it for the very first time and give his thoughts and opinions. But once we start looking at the calendar, we realize that this is coming out on Friday the 13th. <laughs> so we were like we can't not watch a friday the 13th film and release it <clears throat> on friday the 13th so friday the 13th is one of my favorite series randy's seen a few of them and i was like you know what instead of doing the ultra classics uh like you know the original friday the 13th or you know the fans favorites like four and six and all that or the Freddy versus Jason, which he tells me is the best one, and I, we should have watched it. Instead, I picked the worst of the series, in my opinion. And uh, <laughs> and I think Randy's kind of leaning that way, but I was hoping uh, maybe Randy would really enjoy it so we could have a, a good discussion on why I hated it and why he liked it. Randy? So um, we're going to kick this off like... <laughs> We're going to kick it off, man. Uh, I don't figure this is going to be a really long podcast, but <laughs> before we get started with the movie, or the movie, the uh, the review of the movie, first off, I just want to say thanks to each and every one of y'all who's listening to us, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Small Town Horror Podcast. And remember, if we get enough followers on Facebook or Instagram, we're going to start uh, asking to see what you guys would like us to do. You know, to review, and maybe I'll throw some movies out there that me and Randy's never heard of, and we're always looking for a new one. That's right. And every couple of weeks, we're going to be putting these out. We try to put them out every Friday or every other Friday, um, and we'll let you guys know at the end of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, since this is an extra, what we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks after this. Right on. So, yeah, because uh, this this Friday, you know, this is Friday the 13th, y'all's getting two podcast episodes, so. You should be so lucky. <laughs> But this Friday, this was actually supposed to be called Friday 13th Part 9. And I don't remember exactly what all happened with the riots, but they changed it to Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. And this came out in 1993, and it was directed by Adam Marcus, a new director. He just got out of film school. I can tell. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, read the cast. Uh, of course, Kane Hodder. Uh, <clears throat> who a lot of people consider to be the best Jason. He's my he's my number two. Uh, my favorite Jason would be C.J. Graham from Part 6. But Kane Hodder, I've met him plenty of times. Great guy, really down to earth, loves, his, loves and appreciates his fans. But Kane Hodder's back as Jason for the third time. Uh, John LeMay is Stephen Freeman. Uh, Carrie Keegan is Jessica Kimball. We got Stephen Williams as uh, Duke. I like, I don't know, Duke. <laughs> Creighton Duke. Uh, Aaron Gray as Diana Kimball. Leslie Jordan as Shelby. Or as they call, I think uh, his girlfriend calls him in there, Pookie. 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 And then uh, Rusty Schwimmer. Uh, sh her name is, she's, her character is Joey B. 
And finally, we have Richard Grant, and he's the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also played in Rocky Five. He did. Yeah, he was Tommy. Uh, Tommy the Gun. I think it was Tommy Gun's uh, manager. But that's a whole nother franchise. So before we even kick this off and get into the first opening scene, Randy, give me your thoughts on this movie, bud. This is your first time ever seeing it. That's my thought. <laughs> it was just, oh my gosh, it was so... <clears throat> I remember you telling me that there were copyright issues or something with the name when they were trying to figure out the name, and I was wondering why. Well, now I know why. They don't want this movie to be even associated with the the term Friday the 13th. <laughs> That's why they, the only thing from that they put was Friday. It It's just, oh my gosh. It was... And I even asked Johnny, I asked him, I said, was this meant to be a B-type horror movie? Because if this was meant and made to be a B-type horror movie, this is a completely different conversation we're having. But this is a popular franchise, one of the more more recognizable horror franchises that deserves clout, that's earned that kind of clout. So... If they were doing this as a not necessarily a mockery too, if they wanted to show a B horror side to it or something like that, that's completely different. But this was actually supposed to be Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine, and no, it shouldn't have been. Right? They should have renamed the main character. It shouldn't have even been Jason. It was. I'm I'm gonna say this. This is what I've always said since I've first seen the movie. I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to change it from all the other films. This film would have worked if it wasn't with a major icon of a character. If yeah. it was not Jason, if this was, if it started out the exact same way, but it was like a serial killer, you know, possessed or something, and he gets blown up at the beginning. <clears throat> okay, don't do somebody that's already been established. Right, right. Because you go to the movie to see. The hockey mask, machete, killing these girls, guys, whatever. You and don't ja- go to see the meat in his heart. Yeah, and, and Jason had a total screen time of maybe 10 minutes through the whole movie. <laughs> well, Adam Marcus actually said uh, on the special features, he did that on purpose. Because he he wanted to start it out where you, it's like the old school Friday 13 movies. Mm-hmm. And then in the first five minutes, boom, he's gone for the rest of the film. And then he wanted, like, at the end of it, you felt like you got a reward when he come up out of the floor. To me, I felt like I got gypped. I'm kind of the same way. It's even, like, even from the very beginning of it. uh, So, I mean, I don't know if you're ready to start into the scenes or not. But even from the very beginning, whenever she's walking in the house, it's that classic horror, you know, woman alone in a house. You know, you don't really know what house she's into unless you know the movies itself. Right. But... Then Jason shows up, and you know he's clearly you know it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie or knockoff movie. I'm I'm not gonna call it a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It's right. a knockoff. Um, but even in that first sequence of the movie, when she you know of course she gets naked because you know she's about to die. Right. How you know she's about to die? She gets naked, chases him out of the house, or she chases or gets chased out of the house. She goes to run it. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Whenever she did the little flip and the lights came on, I thought it was a movie they were filming. Oh, like I, I, I seriously thought that they were filming a movie about right. Jason. Right. That, that that's just what because, and the reason I say that is because <coughs> I know, which I I don't think I've ever seen any of the the Friday the Thirteenth that Kane Hodder played in, mm-hmm. other than this one. Right. 
and the reason I say I thought it was filmed because I feel like his movements were over exaggerated in the very beginning. Like when he was turning and looking and you know all that kind of stuff. And even I even asked you when he first made the little swipe at her. I said, was that him that grunted? Yeah, because I, I didn't I'm, like that. I'm like, why? Jason doesn't make sounds. I mean, why would you you know make a sound? Now, honestly, since you've never seen the ones with Kane Hodder, that's how he moves in all of them. Really? And I and I dig it. I do. But like, that's what killed. Okay, the opening scene. Uh, it, it feels very Friday the Thirteenth. <clears throat> They even had like some of the older music from the original. Mm-hmm. What blows my mind is Sean Cunningham, the one that did the original Friday the 13th, come back for this because he liked the script. And I'm like, why did you come back for this? And, and like I said, at the beginning, it, it felt very old school Friday the 13th. But it was just, <laughs> what got me was okay, when she turns around and he's like, whoa. Yeah. I hated that. There's no sound effect for this one. <laughs> She flips over and now she's bleeding. I don't know how she's bleeding. She never got touched. Unless right. unless she fell on a piece of wood when she landed on the table or something. But it was on her belly and yeah. I was like, okay. So she takes off running. And I did notice one thing though. Um, they kept it really old school. was, like I said, one the music. Uh, and it was before Jason ever got there. It was when she was looking around. Mm-hmm. But the part that made me feel like, okay, this is Friday 13th, was when she goes into the shed and the door slams shut real quick. Yeah. That's how the original one was, because it just had jump scares. Well, and I, and I noticed when she was in the bathroom too, it kind of had an older feel to it. When she when she closed the mirror, you expected somebody to be standing behind yeah. her. And yeah. she knelt down, and you expected somebody to be standing behind her. And then when she flipped her hair, you expected somebody to pop, you know, pop up or something like that. And it, and I mean, how how much more classic does it get in a Friday the Thirteenth movie than somebody getting naked and the lights going out? Right. You know, I mean, that was pretty pretty and, classic. Even though I didn't like the whole grunting sound, I loved, I didn't like his suit that he was wearing, but I loved Jason's mask, how his flesh had grown around it, and he had the long stringy hair. Yeah, I did like that. But I just, to me, they had to look at this and go, is this the best we can do? Now, like you said, when she jumps over the cop, Mm -hmm. that main cop was so horrible. Oh, my God. He looks like he should have been in comedy. And especially when he's like, incoming, you know, it was like his voice. And if you would have played that scene, just that scene itself, where he's coming in saying incoming, I would have thought it was a, a take, a move, or a spot from Police Academy. Right. I mean, that's just the, the feel that it had to it. It right. didn't have the feel of a horror movie, especially an iconic franchise like Friday the 13th. Right. It had a comedic Police Academy feel to it. It like, did. The, and none then none he, of the cops seemed like cops. And then, like, after he's all blown up, he's like, hey, clean this crap up. Yeah. You know, it's just like, really? Like, none of them was scared of Jason. And that was the worst part. When they're shooting Jason, you can hear him going, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, is he sitting on a shaker or something? <laughs> like, it, I mean, it literally sounded like he was falling on steps with that little vibrating. I was like. Yeah, it was, it was so bad. But, uh, so he goes to the coroner, you know, of course. Yeah. And th- this timeline kind of confused me. And I may, if I'm wrong, y'all can correct me. Or Randy, maybe you can catch on. I did like the cameo with Kane Hodder being out of the suit. I thought that was cool that Kane Hodder was actually shown on screen. Yeah. And he called Jason a bad word, you know. He was like, ah, he's just a big old, you know. Well, they had to give him some something else to do because he was only Jason for 10 minutes in the movie. So and they had to show him up. And that surprised me that Kane Hodder would even agree to, yeah, I'll do this. You yeah. know, but... Uh, Why wouldn't he? probably got paid millions of dollars to be on screen for 10 minutes. Probably. But... So, uh, 
I'm confused on the, and we're going to kind of jump around. Like I said, we're not, this is not going to be a long podcast, but episode, I mean, but okay. So they're in the corner office and we saw some bloopers there. Okay. The dude sitting there through the credits, he's like, you know, observing the body and he's mm-hmm. talking his little tape measure or tape measure. Good Lord. His uh, <laughs> tape recorder. And, uh, and then like when the heart starts beating, you know, you can tell it's messing with his mind. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the heart, then it cuts back to him, and he's got blood all over his face. He's got something all over the side of his, the right side of his face. Yeah, and then it cuts back to him, and he picks the heart up, and, he's, and he starts eating it, and he's got a lot, and, he, and he's clean. He start, yeah, as soon as he starts eating, his face is clean again. So, they they missed that one, but... Uh, now, here's where I got confused on the timeline. You know, when, he, when he's Jason now, and he leaves, and... Uh, it, all of a sudden, the news comes in. And it's like dun dun dun, and it's mm-hmm. showing up. One, when did they start showing dead bodies on TV? I, that, I was thinking the exact same thing. And the history, I mean, I don't know. It's just in, as long as I've been alive, I've never actually. If there's dead bodies, they're gonna blur them or something. And I know this is a movie, but still, Nobody. it's just something we picked up on. But also, they were like, we interviewed uh, what's uh, Duke? I can't never remember his first name. Uh, Creighton. Creighton. Duke a week ago and I'm like after he got blown up so yeah. you had his body for a whole week before you examined it mm-hmm. I, I may have caught that wrong I, it's the way it seemed to me like it was it, like they weren't in a hurry yeah because he Duke was even talking he was like you can do this to Jason you can blow, even blow him up yeah. and I was like okay but he that's but so it, they waited a full week after they blew Jason up to start examining his body I mean, that may be, I don't know, that may be protocol on how they do it, but I thought like... Well, I mean, if you think about it, it actually, it had to have been that they did the interview beforehand because the reporter kept talking about how it's, if you look at the path that he's taking right now, it's from the coroner's office to Crystal Lake. Right. And how then he offered uh, Duke the contract, the, the, you know, Five hundred thousand dollars to kill Jason and you know all that kind of stuff. So that I mean that had to be the timeline. I guess yeah. I, I mean, I mean, and then we get introduced <clears throat> to one of the worst characters, and he's the main character, Stephen. I do not like this dude's acting. I terrible, especially when he picks up the kid. When, well, when he's in the when he's in the car and the music's playing and he's like dancing and you know doing his little moves or whatever, and then he picks up the uh, kids and he's. He's like, where y'all going? Camp Crystal Lake. He's like, oh, let's smoke a little pot, have a little premarital sex, and get slaughtered. slaughtered. And you know, it was just like, dude, like, it was like that old. It really had that old school, like '80s dad feel, like making a bad joke and trying to make everybody laugh. Yeah, I mean, it just, but he, you know, and like I said, we're not gonna go into detail in this Dago movie, but uh, please don't make me. Really but he that he picks the kids up. Or the the teenagers, whatever adults, I don't know. He takes them to Camp Crystal Lake. Here's a backstory. Okay, the couple in the tent that's doing it. They said that they were actually boyfriend and girlfriend at one time, and they were broken up during that uh, scene. They both got the same job. Really? Yeah, and they said it was so awkward because they were they were actually split up at the time. I can imagine. And they were fully naked doing that scene. How awkward that would be. So. uh now, the one thing I, I will not take away from this movie is it does have some cool death scenes. That That is the only thing that I'll say in this movie that the entire movie 
I didn't see one death scene that I thought was just terrible. My favorite one is the one that you actually didn't get <clears> to actually see because I thought we had the unrated version and we didn't. But it's where the girl's on top of the guy uh, in the tent and Jason stabs her through the belly button and comes up and he just splits her in half. And that, I'll have to get the unrated version. I mean, that that right there was one of the best kill scenes to me in all of the franchise or Friday the 13th movies. See, my favorite kill scene really had nothing to do with Jason killing anybody, but I'll wait to get to that. Okay. Now we're going to go... <laughs> so, we know Jason switches bodies. Mm-hmm. And the longer he stays in a body, it decays and he gets weak. He's he's in the coroner's body. So, now he kidnaps, I'm guessing, uh, it was, uh, the sheriff's deputy. He looked like... He was one of the cops, yeah. He smashes the sheriff's deputy's wife girlfriend's head with the door the car door that was pretty intense that looked good yeah that looked really good but we go on we go to the the shaving scene the most awkward scene in the entire movie now this is not coming from me or randy so don't get your feelings hurt but they call that scene in the friday 13 special features homoerotic shaving scene I don't know, you know, but why would Jason shave a dude before he's like, I want to be in your... <laughs> well, see, there's a, there's a lot of things that Jason does while he is in his out-of-body experience. Right. That just is just weird. I mean, because it's nothing that you would go and think of Jason doing from previous movies if you've ever seen him. Right. Like, if if this was your first introduction to Jason as a killer... And as in, in like your introduction in the Friday the 13th, you would never watch another movie because Jason <laughs> is the most weird killer there ever was. Right. And <clears throat> so the character, Steven, has a baby with Jessica. And Jessica's mom is Diana, and she's uh, wanting Steven and Jessica to get back together. Mm-hmm. Now, Jessica, no, I'm sorry, Diana is Jason's sister. Yeah, come to find out, it's his sister, yeah. So that's the big reveal. And her death scene is so funny. And it's not that her, that she died. It's, it's the way she died. It's the what? what you know, Jason throws the, uh, I guess it was like a pick or something from the fireplace. Mm-hmm. It goes into her back. And as Jason is coming toward her, she drops, Stephen drops, and he sees his reflection in the mirror. And I've never noticed it until tonight. One, the reflection is not moving. It looks like a dummy. And it looks like you could go to a spirits and just pick up a Jason mask and put it on a stand. It it looks like they took a picture of him. It looks like they took a picture of Kane Hodder and put it up on the mirror. And said, hey, just look at this for a second. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. But Kane in the, in the, the real Jason... He's reacting to it while the mirror is just standing is perfectly still. And I'm like, what the crap? Like, and seeing that's another thing that's weird is because you can clearly see that that's Jason, not just in the, in the mirror, right? but the back of Jason's head. Right. But then once they go back to look at the guy again, it's the cop. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's, only, it's only Jason in reflections, but why was it Jason in this instance? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you actually <clears throat> caught on something too now. Uh, the sheriff shows up and he thinks that Stephen killed Diane. Mm-hmm. So they take him to jail and as he's going to jail, you know, he's already in the, uh, his buddy's got him handcuffed, take him yep. to the cell. 
he sees Jessica with the baby, their baby. Yep. What did the uh, police woman's cop or cup say? Yeah, the woman was that was, you know, directing Jessica where to go with the baby, and then the news reporter. She had a coffee, black coffee cup, and all it says was "coffee from hell." I right. thought that was kind of like they were playing on the whole theme of the movie itself. That just that coffee cup that said "coffee from hell." <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought that was kind of cool. And I never caught on to that. You you had to show that to me. Okay, now we get to one of the most talked about scenes in the movie. Uh, Duke and Steven, the jail scene, the breaking the fingers. So weird. Uh, <clears throat> I just, I mean, I, I get that they're making Duke out to be just this weird guy, you know, but it just kills me that he's like, everybody has to pay a price. And it's like, why are you breaking the dude's fingers? I mean, it's, it was just weird because it was like there was no, he just went like the first time he broke his finger, he just kind of giggled. Yeah. And it was just like, What's this got to do with anything? And then he kneels down and he tells him what he's going to tell him. And then he asks him a question. He was like, are you willing to pay the price? It just made no sense to me. Like, To me, they only did that just for shock value. Just to make you cringe. You go, ooh. You know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't believe Cause it. Because you did that. When the first time he broke it, you went, oh. Yeah, because I mean, they made the noise and everything. And then after a second, after he did it like, after he did it twice, I thought, well, maybe he's trying to give him a way to get out of jail. Because I thought maybe he's just going to use it as an excuse to call a guard over. Hey, he you know hurt me or something like that. And it turns out that that's what he did. He used that as a ruse right. to get the guard over there. So, I mean, that's the only thing that I could think of. That's why they did it. Uh, let me see. Oh, and then so he, he finally tells uh, Stephen, you got to kill Jason's heart. Mm -hmm. But Stephen can't do it. It's got to be a blood kin of Jason. Yeah. So Jason needs to be reborn again. So that is what this entire movie's about, is this little demon-looking spirit of Jason is transferring body to body. Trying to get to the baby. Yes. And if he can even get into Jessica, he can be born of Jessica. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, that's what, and when they said Jason had a sister, I remember watching it being like, really? <clears throat> like, nine films and now all of a sudden he's got a now sister? he's got a sister? Yeah, which, like I said... <clears throat> This, none of the movie makes sense to me anyway. And now all of a sudden we go to the Voorhees house. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they just try to throw so much in here. Uh, you see Jason's house. I'm guessing nobody lived in it for years. Mm -hmm. Somebody's paying the electricity bill. Light's still on. I figured it'd look a lot dirtier than it did. Somebody's been keeping it up. But you can <clears> tell that uh, the director uh, must be a big horror fan because when the Stevens enter the in, comes into the house and he's looking through all the he's just looking at the dining room and stuff. Well, he goes over to the book and I thought this was pretty cool myself. The Evil Dead book, the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead series, mm -hmm. is sitting there. I thought that was cool, but you know it's paying homage. That's pretty sweet. Well, that's kind of like I was telling you. It, it seemed like if they were going to do that, then they should have done some kind of crossover with Ash. Right. And then you had mentioned something about them doing Freddy versus Jason versus Ash that I guess never happened. No. Or never came to fruition. But that's the only reason I could think that they would add that little Easter egg in there. Well, he finally, Stephen uh, hides in the uh, closet. Mm -hmm. And the dirtbag boyfriend, uh, what was his name? I can't even remember his name now, to be honest with you. I guess he wasn't worth mentioning. No. It's Jessica's boyfriend. He's the news reporter. Yep. He walks into the house, and he's a douchebag. He's like, 
don't say anything, but I stole uh, Diana's body and stuck it in the closet, and then I banged her her daughter, and I'm I'm like, really? Like, how did he make it out of the how did he make it out of the morgue with a, a dead body? He's got some pull. That's all I can say. And then and then the whole premise behind him being on camera was to offer the reward, and then he does this, and he's like, we're gonna make a ton of money. And yeah, because the cameras are gonna be live when they find the body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then the officer comes in and transfers. His soul again, Jason's soul now into the news reporter. But I did like, I will say, the effect of once Jason's spirit left the cop's body, I guess he came back to life, like normal, because then he started flipping out because he was melting, like decaying. It was cool. And that's what I was going to say is my favorite kill scene had nothing really to do with Jason killing anybody because my favorite kill scene was when that cop started melting. Yeah. Because I thought that was really cool how they just kind of said like, it was almost like, what he had, the humanity he had in him was sucked out of him whenever Jason left. Right. And it was just like him just slowly melting. And then when his jaw fell off, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was stuck that to the was, floor. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah. no, to me, that was my favorite. Now, that might have changed had you had the unrated version. I don't know. But no. from the from the kill scene that I seen, him melting, that was my favorite. And the only reason I say it was a kill scene because Jason left his body, so technically he did kill him right. in an instance. So I would say that's why that was my favorite kill scene. And one thing me and you talked about is Jessica is a <clears throat> jerk. A jerk in this movie, man. Like Steve is trying to help her out and telling her, you know, what the, what needs to happen and what's going on, and she just well, it was she's like, like not paying attention at all to what the guy is saying to her. Right. It was like the whole time. So <clears throat> Jason takes over her boyfriend's body, and then. She he tries to hurt her or whatever and freaks out. So Stephen takes her, her gets in the car, runs mm-hmm. him over, and then clearly her boyfriend was trying to hurt her. Right. So he runs him over, and then she's a douche to Stephen. Yeah, she it was like I just saved your life. Yeah, she kicks him out of the car and then takes off. Yeah, makes no sense. She saw him physically punch through the window trying to get a choke Stephen. Exactly. But. uh but I do like when they finally do get together, because you know they, they uh, she leaves him and laying in the, in the side of the road. She goes to the police station. Well, then his buddy comes and picks him up, and he's a handcuff me. You know, they uh-huh. after they fight a little bit. Yeah. He goes to the police station. Well, here comes the news reporter, and now she's realized okay, he is dead, but he's walking around. You right. Know? So now she's all like, Stephen, like that's what kills me. It's just like a little flip switch, and now she's like, I'd be like, no, you got yourself in this situation. Uh-huh. I tried to tell you. But they go to the diner, and that's my favorite. My favorite part is uh, the cook, you know, the little guy, mm-hmm. the one she calls Pookie, yeah. and then of course the owner of the restaurant. But she's like, "You're not gonna touch that effing ray of sunshine." Yeah. Like, you know, she's like, <laughs> after she was like, when they first brought the baby in, she was like, "No, you can't keep that here. You can't keep the baby in here." Yeah, she's like, "Put it on, put it on the street." And yeah. they're like, "No." And uh, now it's a ray of sunshine. Yeah, but it's funny because she, he's like the little, the uh, little. Cook, he's like, uh, oh, she, he, she's so adorable. And she's like, she'll be adorable on the side of the street. Take her outside, you know. But, uh, you know, all that chaos comes through. Like I said, folks, we're just skipping through this. I mean, this ain't going to be the best episode. But, you know, now Jason comes through. Now they're all at the house. They, the baby's missing. That's what they was going to save was their baby. And there was a note whenever whenever they went to to get the baby from where she left it. There was a note in there. You don't really see what it says. 
Yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, if you pause it, clearly you can tell. What but it you is. know what I mean? You both said, dang it, she left Stephen again. What a douche. Yeah. But it wasn't. The note said, come alone. Come alone. So man. she was doing what the note said, and it was Duke that had it. Yeah. But what kills me is um, he's got the, you know, she's like, give me my baby. She steps forward, and he pulls that knife up, and he's like, give me just a couple minutes. You think he's going to, like. Do something spectacular. Yeah, he just puts the knife down and then just gets up and hands it. And I'm like, yeah. hands the baby to her, and I'm like. <clears throat> That was, why didn't he just say, okay, here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the two cops, this is what, oh, Randy caught on to it too. He tell, he falls down, uh, Duke falls down into the basement, gets stabbed through the leg. Well, all of a sudden, the sheriff comes in. He's like, shoot him, or stab him, because now he yeah. has. Duke's yelling at him, to or yelling at her, to stab, don't trust anybody, kill the cop. And can we? And how did this Rambo knife all of a sudden become this magical knife? All he did was toss it to her, and she caught it. And it was like it didn't even look like a Rambo knife at first. It looked like a letter opener, right? I mean, it didn't even look like like a. Dagger. But he he just threw it to her, and she caught it, and it was like glowing and all of a sudden. But so the sheriff comes in, and so the sheriff is legit. Like, you know, it's not Jason. She because she don't know who to trust. Okay, now here comes Stephen's buddy. I think his name was Randy, actually. Who is Jason, and he's acting completely normal, and he's talking. He busses in, get away from her, whatever the sheriff's name is. And Randy said the same thing I thought. So Jason can talk now? Yeah, you go through the entire movie. He never, While he's shaving the guy, he never says a word. Nope. He never says anything else while he's the, the boyfriend reporter. Never says two words through the whole movie. And now out of nowhere, he can talk. Right. Makes no sense whatsoever. But, so anyway, uh, she do, she does end up, what, what, oh no, Stephen comes in and cuts his, pretty much wants his head off. Yeah, pretty much cuts his neck. He falls, he falls to the ground and the little demon Jason comes out of his neck and goes down the basement and he finds Diana's body. Yeah, because once, it, when it, whenever Stephen was hiding in there first, the body was in there and he hit that trap that, you know, was knocking down and then Diana's body fell right through the basement, right. so... That's how he found out that she was in there. So he sees Diana's body, and he goes between the legs. He goes inside of her, and you can hear him, like, I guess being born. I, I and, and I'm, uh, I like Duke. He's, well, Stephen was like, does it have to be an alive woman or a, uh, a live person to give birth? I'm li- yeah. And he's like, no. And he goes, well, Diana, or Jessica's yeah. mom's down there. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, you hear some grumbling. And, and then, he's like, mother of God. Yeah, and then, <laughs> bam, Jason... In his pants and button-up shirt. And his mask. He's reborn and he's, he's fully clothed, baby. Come jumped up out of the floor. That's supposed to be the big, yay, Jason's back. But it was like, hmm, you know. I mean, you go through the whole movie without seeing the guy other than the, like, reflections. Like, you see right. the reflection when he becomes a coroner. Mm-hmm. And then you see the reflection when uh, Diana... And he's choking, he's Diana. choking Diana. Yeah. And then you see the reflection when he's looking at his picture <laughs> in the mirror. But that's it. I mean, you don't see anything else through the through the whole movie of Jason itself. So I don't understand why they would have thought that that would be like that moment of, right. hey, it's Jason, you know. And in every movie, Jason never does a fight, really. He's like maybe a couple hits, and then he snaps her neck or squeezes yeah, her head. Yeah. He had a full-blown fight. Like when he picks up the – he grabs him and uh, Steven fall through the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing it was – what was it, like a sliding door or something? I don't know. Even. No, I think it was just like um, – Almost like a 
terrace window where they had bunch of different windows. And they oh, just okay. Jumped out the window, yeah. So they jump through there, and he even picks up like a shovel and just starts beating Stephen with it. And I'm like, this isn't Jason. It's like if that had been Jason, he would have he would have grabbed him by the neck. He'd have took the shovel and shoved the handle down his throat. Yeah, I mean that's what Jason would have done. Then he throws him on a jungle gym. You flips know, it over. Steve, and every, but every time he grabs Stephen, he just throws him to the ground or he just throws him, you know, like on the jungle gym. Yeah. And it was like, it, I don't know, to me, it didn't even feel like it was a, uh, it didn't feel like it was a good finale. And it didn't even feel like he was really threatened either. No. And then, out of nowhere, here comes Jessica. And it's all slow motion, dramatic. She's got the knife and she comes up behind Jason, stabs him in the heart. And he just elbows her. He's like, get off yeah, me. Get up. What are you doing? Yeah. And so is that Jason's like, is it his spirit leaving his body or? I it, I guess that's what it is. Because yeah. if you notice when in the very beginning when he takes over the coroner's body, right. all that stuff comes from the body and starts going into the coroner. Right. So it's like this stuff is leaving his body now that he's, you know, got stabbed in the heart or in the chest at least. I, did, I will say I thought, I thought it was cool how he went to hell. Because now you kind of see, like, you know, these arms and these demons yeah, yeah. from hell are coming up to grab Jason and pull him under the ground. But what kills me is the, one of the demons comes out and grabs a hold of Steven, and Jessica's just watching. Being the douche she is, just sitting there watching her her baby's daddy <laughs> being dragged down into hell with Jason. Yeah, and she's like, mm, I don't know if I should help. Then it cuts back to him screaming, and then it cuts back to her. She's like, mm, sure, I guess I'll do that. Yeah, you know? might as well. So she gets over there, she grabs him, then Jason comes out and grabs Stephen. Mm -hmm. Finally, the demons pull Jason under the ground. She pulls Stephen up there, and I don't know what that glow of light coming from the sky is supposed to be. God's justice? I don't know. Yeah, we'll just go with that. (laughs) I mean... And and then, of course, you get the sunset, or you you get the uh, sunrise. You know, it's Jessica and... Stephen leaving. It looks all happy. They've got the baby and the, the music. And finally, this is the only really true good scene of the whole movie. <laughs> you see Jason's mask laying there. The wind's blowing the dust. Jason's in hell. All that's on the surface is his mask. And this dog comes by, and the dog looks at it, smells it, and it taps it. You know, to make sure you know what it is. Dog runs off. Camera pans down, and out of nowhere, Freddy's hand comes up. Grabs the mask and brings it to hell with it with the evil laugh. I do like that. I thought it was cool. The only thing I'm going to complain about that is that they should have made it where you couldn't see any of Kane. That was Kane Hunter that played Freddy. Oh, was it? They should have made it where they tied his uh, sweater down. Because mm-hmm. when his arm come up, you could see he was clearly was not burnt. Yeah. But other than that, I remember watching it back in 93 when that came out. And I was like, ooh. <gasps> Like, the first thing I thought was Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason, you know. And, see, of course, that was in 93, and Freddy vs. Jason didn't come out until 2003. See, it's... it's it, Honestly, you kind of got me worried. Because as bad as this movie was, and how much you've been talking up Freddy vs. Jason, I'm sitting there thinking, I hope and pray that it's nothing like this movie. No. Because, I mean, they made the reference in this movie. I'm sitting there thinking, please, please, don't <laughs> let it be anybody associated with this movie. It's not. You won't even. You won't even. No. Not <laughs> even a shed of it. But that's how the movie ends. And I did like how it ended. Because, like I said, then it gave you hope. But we didn't get the movie for another 10 years. Then they gave us Jason X. 
which you know anyway that's a whole other <laughs> podcast but folks we know that we just skimmed through this uh because it wasn't really honestly this pod this episode was not really meant to go into full detail because to me this is the worst friday the 13th movie worst to, jason movie whatever you want to consider it to us it's the worst yes and there are some people like i told randy before we watched it you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. There's no in-between. Some people respect that, hey, uh, the director, Adam Marcus, he took it a new uh, way. He took it a new direction. Some people respect that. Halloween 3, the franchise, you know, the Halloween series. Mm-hmm. The third one, Michael Myers ain't in it. No. They were just going to start making some people love that movie, which I actually like that movie as well. No. But I hated this movie. Could not stand it. Like I said, we would be having a completely different conversation if this movie was made by someone that was known for their, you know, their B horror movies. Right. If it was, if it was, if it was made as a B horror movie, meant to be cheesy as all can be, right? And and made to be that kind of way, it would be completely different. Exactly. But it's it's not. It's yeah. it's meant to play off of the. I mean. Just the fact that you saying that it was supposed to be Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine, let me know that they were had no indications of this being an off-brand version of exactly. this movie. They actually meant for this to be in the same storyline, right? So just that alone is is why this movie to me is so terrible. Yeah, because in uh, spoiler alert, in uh, Jason takes Manhattan, uh, he gets toxic poured on him and he goes back to a little kid. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so that's our review of Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. So now it's to the best part, as the end of our episode uh, rating. I'm going to give, out of five stars, I will give this one star only because of the kill scenes and Freddy's hand coming up at the end. I hope you don't expect me to go any higher, because that's just not gonna happen. Like, I was gonna give a half. Like, like I'm considering a half. I'll, I'll give it one star just because of the death scenes. I mean, because <clears throat> from from what you've told me from the unrated version with the at the very when the kill in the tent in the tent, uh, that sounds really cool. From the uh, the guy melting, from the woman getting her head cracked into the door. Those kill scenes were legit to me. Even the kill scene where uh, Steven came in and cut the guy's neck open. Right. And then and then baby demon Jason came That reminded that, me. That was kind of cool. That reminded me of a scene from The Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I liked it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'll give it the one star. And I'm leaning towards the .99 star, but I'll give it the one star. Okay. Just for the kill scene itself. Well, I did like when uh, Jason uh, back elbowed that woman. And it caved her mouth in backwards. I mean, yeah, that it was, was, but it was comical though. Yeah, and seeing that's like I said, if this was a B-rated horror movie, right. it would be a really. If this was a B-rated horror movie, <clears throat> I would probably give this four stars. <laughs> Just because if it was meant to be that way, it would right, probably right. get a good four stars, or at least a three. Right. So, yeah. like I said, folks, uh, the only reason <clears throat> you're getting a double feature this this Friday is just because. We wasn't looking at the schedule when we found out it was Friday the 13th. And I was like, man, we've got to release a Jason movie. Yeah. So, 
you're getting this one and stay tuned because we're doing the uh killer clowns from outer space with our buddy brad who we can't wait to record that it's gonna be awesome but at the end of that episode we will let you know what we're doing next but this has been our review on jason goes to hell the final friday uh, and thank God it wasn't the final Friday because I'd hated the series to end that way. Oh, that would have been terrible. So, that would have been absolutely horrible. So anyway, like I said, we're going to say it again. We really and truly appreciate every one of y'all listening to us. We hope y'all really enjoy the <clears> podcast. <throat> and like I said, look us up on Instagram and Facebook at Small Town Horror Podcast. Uh, I guess I will be signing off. So I'm Johnny Reyes. Randy Howard. And we are out of here. Stay spooky. Alrighty, what is going on everyone? Uh, this is Johnny Reyes, and this is my buddy, Brad Byers. And uh, we were going to do the review of the classic, and I like to say cult film, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, Brad's never seen it, and due to unfortunate circumstances, Randy could not be here. He is my co-host, and he's really wanted to do this review with us this week. So, that being said, we've decided to throw away Curveball, and we're going to be reviewing the 2003 horror film, Wrong Turn. The one that started the entire franchise. Great movie. Yes, in my opinion, the best of the entire series. Absolutely. But uh, before we get into the movie, uh, like we said on the Friday the 13th episode, if you've already checked it out, it was uh, Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday Originally, we were just going to do Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but then we decided, hey, wait a minute, we can't do a podcast on Friday the 13th without reviewing a Jason film. So, if you've already heard it, uh, we did the review on Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. The best Jason ever. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And, uh, but, you know, we were talking about, we really wanted to do a double feature and then, like I said, I got the phone call from Randy saying he wasn't going to be able to record the episode for Killer Clowns uh, from Outer Space. So, and I promised everybody, Brad would be here today. And so I delivered on one. Brad's here today with me. And uh, he likes wrong turn. I like wrong turns. But our next episode will be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I can promise you that. I'll be here for that one, too. Yes, so you'll finally get to hear me, Randy, and Brad. But before we kick this off, Brad, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Glad to be here. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on Wrong Turn, what you liked, what you disliked about it. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with it. And we're going to start off by Wrong Turn come out in 2003. It was directed by Rob Schmidt. And the cast is actually a really good cast. Uh, Desmond Harrington who is also Quinn in Dexter. Mm-hmm. He did a great role in Dexter. He did a good job in Dexter. It's Chris. Uh, Elijah Dushka. She plays Jesse. And then you're going to have to help me with this last name. Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel Shrieky. She and- is Carly. And then Jeremy Sisto is Scott. And I did not know this, but I was looking up the uh, the cast and the names. And the hillbillies are actually named. Uh, one is Sawtooth, the other one's Three Fingers, which we know who that one is, of course. Yeah. And then One Eye. One Eye. 
But I'm going to be honest with you, when I'm uh, giving my thoughts on this movie, I'm not going to be saying their names. I'm just going to say hillbillies. I just say inbreds. <laughs> <laughs> hillbillies inbreds. Uh, to me, they... Well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But when this movie first came out, the first time I seen it, it just struck a chord with me. To me, and I don't know why, but to me, I found this to be one of the creepiest movies I had seen in years. And I don't know if it's because this stuff can really happen. I think that's what I love about Wrong Turn, especially the first time I saw it. Because, you know, you ever take family trips and you go to the woods or camping or whatever, you always are kind of paranoid a little bit about your surroundings. And I think this movie just kind of set that paranoia in motion, especially when you go somewhere now. Anytime I go in the backwoods, it kind of used to be Deliverance, you know, that you thought about. Yeah. (laughs) But now when uh, Wrong Turn came out, it really set in motion that uh, hillbilly, like, I don't know, deliverance vibe, just but it just kind of increased it, like the times 10, you know? Right. Well, you know, we like to camp a lot, you know that. Yeah. Uh, and it's just something about being out in the woods. You know, it's it's calm and peaceful, especially in the daytime. Mm-hmm. But at night when you can't hardly see in front of you because it's so dark and, you know, you're just out there, it has got a little bit of creepiness to it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, definitely. we'll get into the movie here in just a minute, but... After I remember watching this for the first time, and it was just like, there were scenes in this movie that like literally made me just like start breaking out in sweats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And one of them, which we'll get into in a minute, but was when they were hiding under the bed. You know, just yeah. that whole scene. Like I said, I and of course I liked the, uh, the series. You know, they've I think they've gotten mm-hmm. six or seven of them out, and the first two, in my opinion, are the best ones. Yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, some of them are a little too sci-fi-ish. Like, mm-hmm. when I say sci-fi-ish, I mean, like, they've been played on the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Like, the the CGI is so bad, I can't yeah. handle it. And then some of them are really good. It's kind of like watching one of those dinosaur movies on sci-fi. Yeah. You ever seen how bad that CGI is? It's, it's horrible. <laughs> but, uh, so, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and get into... Uh, I'm ready to go. All right, well, we start off with the opening scene. And I think this is a really good way to set the uh, feelings and the emotions of this film. Uh, You see two college kids that are pretty much, you know, rock climbing or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Richard and Haley, as I believe is what they said on the radio their names are. Yeah. But you see them rock climbing and they're cutting up and then Richard makes it to the top. And then all of a sudden he's just gone. And, you know, Haley's down there. She's hollering for him, Rich, you know. She's calling him Rich. And all of a sudden, he just lunges off of it. I mean, gets thrown off the cliff. Yeah. Well, he he does that little, like, kind of push towards the edge like he's coming. And yeah. then she's looking at him like, okay, he don't look so hot. And then all of a sudden, bam, he gets thrown off. Don't know? it show his hand or something? Yeah, well, like... it shows his whole body, like, kind of, like, pushed up on. Like, somebody kind of, or he's nudging himself up on there. Or somebody's right. kind of nudging himself on the edge. And she kind of looks at him, and then he just gets lunged off the off the side, and then of course she freaks out. And that, and you know, and that, I'm, that's what got me is when she started getting pulled up. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it was, what do you do? What yeah. do you, you know? Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. she gets pulled up, and she detaches herself from the harness or whatever yeah. she had. Which and then, is a smart move, I guess. In that case, you know, you would have to. I mean, she slips and falls off the cliff, lands right next to her boyfriend. And I'm guessing that's her boyfriend. Surely it was. And uh, she takes off running, and all of a sudden, I think it was a trap of barbed wire, wasn't it? Is that what she tripped over? 
there was some kind of thing. Yeah, I, I know she tripped over there. and it cut her. Yeah, it's probably barbed wire. That's what they used the most in that movie. But when she fell, and all of a sudden, you know, you don't see anybody on camera, but she gets drug off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's used in so many freaking horror movies nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not saying this film was the first one that did it, but this is one of the first ones that I can remember where it's just, you know, yeah. she's dragged. Oh, and I love when she when she hits the ground and she sees her boyfriend dead. When she looks up, you can hear, I guess his name's Three Fingers. Yeah. You can hear him laughing yeah. and the bushes are moving. Yeah, yeah. That's trippy. That is kind of trippy. Yeah, I can just imagine. And a lot of times in like these scary movies, especially something like this one, I kind of put myself in their shoes, like, okay, what would I do in this situation? Like, Me too. What would I do, you know? Uh, but, yeah, then after that, it, it cuts to uh, a bunch of, like, articles as it goes into, like, the, the uh, I guess, the starting credits or, right. or, or how, I don't know how you would say that, the yeah. beginning of the movie. Uh, so you start seeing all these articles, and the thing I noticed about that was, um, like, it starts talking about deformity, and it talks about, like, the, these, like, uh, unhuman strength and psycho psychotics uh, and talks about like oh like missing persons and stuff like that so you kind of see a little you get the chance to kind of see a little bit of the background of what the movie's going to be about like right. who, what are they dealing with the kind of the uh, I guess the um, the legends behind it and uh, this is off subject but I know we normally play the trailer before uh, we start getting into the podcast but we we recorded a couple of times and the trailer just didn't have enough to, in my opinion to be worth playing on the podcast so if you're wondering where the trailer was at go look it up it's more of a visual trailer than a audio you know audible yeah, whatever. it's not very it's, as far as like audio goes it it pretty much sucked like yeah. it, it didn't really do a whole lot of uh talking during it just at the very beginning so it was not really that good of a uh, audio trailer to listen to so so we get back on track now and uh we see a guy uh chris he's introduced to the film and he's you know driving his car around and i'm uh, i believe he's got a job interview is that what he's saying he's gotta be there by seven yeah he's driving that mustang man that mustang was sharp and uh <laughs> i love this because he gets um he gets caught in traffic, you know, when he stops and he's sitting there and you, and he's, he played such a douchebag on Dexter mm-hmm. that I forgot how nice of a guy he is in this movie. Yeah. And I love it because he gets out and he walks up to the truck and he's like, hey, you know what's going on up there? And he's like, yeah, you know, they got a spill. How long is it going to take? Uh, maybe a couple hours. He goes, a couple hours. Yeah. He goes, you know what you can do? He goes, what's that? He goes, get back in your car. <laughs> the truck driver's saying this to Chris yeah. and he goes. Fix your hair a couple more times. <laughs> and Chris is just like, okay, thanks. And just yeah. walks off, you yeah. know. Yeah, he probably would have punched a guy in Dexter. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so he gets back on her. Now we get to the gas station scene. And, they, and I guess he's the owner, the gas station owner, that dude with mm-hmm. one tooth. Yeah. But he's sitting there drinking a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Did yeah, you know that? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he's down in it. <laughs> and uh, he's asking him, uh, you know, is there a shortcut around or a different road to take? Well, then Chris goes over to the map on the side of the building and sees Bear Road, as I believe is what they called it. Yeah. And he's asking him, you know, will this cut around, whatever. And to me, it was almost like the owner didn't really want to tell him about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. But he didn't want It's like, it's kind of one of those things he didn't know what to do. It's like a catch 22 situation. Like, he didn't want to tell him about it, but it's like he was trying to keep it a secret, too. 
Yeah. So I don't know. You would, that's one of those things that kind of puzzled me. It's like, okay, and I don't want to kind of cut off the end of it, so I'm not going to say nothing about it. Uh, but it just kind of puzzled me because it's like, if you knew like that kind of stuff was going on, and you'll kind of see at the end why I'm saying this, if you knew this stuff was going on, why not tell somebody? Well, it's, it could also be like, have you ever seen The Hills Has Eyes? Yes, it's been a while, though. It could also it'd be like the old man in there where he's like, they do their own thing, and they, they yeah. leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. You know? and yeah, and that might be. And, but know, it, he, he knows a lot. But, uh, but Chris is real nice, and Chris looks at him, and he's like, you know, thanks, sir, uh, take care. <laughs> and yeah. it kills me because the guy, the way he words it, he's like, you're the one who's going to need take care. Yeah, yeah, I, like, <laughs> yeah I, got, I got that wrote down. A gas man said, you know, he that's the big foreshadowing right there, you know. Uh, yeah, you're the one who's going. He said, "You're the one going to need to take care." Yeah, and uh, just like that, because he got that, you know, that accent. But you're the one going to need to take care. But yeah. uh, so Chris leaves. He knows. He knows where he's heading now. Mm-hmm. And I love how they build the crash up because mm-hmm. you know something's going to happen. Yeah, because yeah. he's sitting there driving and he drops the CD. The CD starts skipping. Yeah, and the you know the camera pans to the CD falling out. He's searching around for it cuts back you see that you know he's got one hand on the wheel and he's still and you're like that's what's gonna happen you know yeah. he's gonna grab the cd put it in boom yeah well he, he got the cd put it back in the cd player all was good yeah and then they hit you with that hey there's a deer a dead yeah. deer it looks bam. over and then bam you know yeah. and when, when that happened too you know uh originally when you see that uh now i knew what was going on because i've seen the movie before but uh when you see that you kind of all make a thing okay is that a since you already kind of know the situation, you kind of, you kind of wonder, okay, is that an abandoned car that they just hit? But then you you see shortly after that that there is people that are there that are in a like stranded situation. Right. So when he hit, I mean he hit hard too, and so now we get introduced to Jesse, Carly, Scott, Evan, and uh, Francine. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Evan and Francine. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the two stoners is what they, yeah. you know. And uh, I just want to make a note of this, too. At this point in time, okay, you see your characters, your, your main characters that are going to be within this film. And at this point in time is when I start, when I watch horror movies, and this this is just my thinking, is when I start eliminating who's going like, to who's gonna die. Yeah. So you got your potheads. I already knew, you know, <laughs> pretty much what was going on there. And, uh, but you know, it's just, when I start looking at that, I start automatically, and that's just my thinking is like, who, who's going to die at this point, but we'll get into more of that as we go. Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so they, he hits, he runs into them. And, and one thing I liked about this film is you can relate with almost every character. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a couple of times where you're like, oh man, that character could be a little dirt bag, but we can all be dirt bags. Yeah. But like. Even, like, Scott, when he runs over to Chris, he's like, man, are you okay? Like, he wasn't flipping out. Oh, you hit us, you know. And yeah. now Evan was. Yeah. But Scott was just like, man, you all right? And they're all, like, trying to tell him to sit down and talk. You know, it's just they make the char- characters really likable. Yeah. And I like that. But uh, it's funny because, you know, now we get introduced to Jesse. And she walks over and she's like, you all right? And Chris is like, yeah. And she's like, good. Well, you're, you're the mule. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's never there. So they they start they go to walk off too because they're not going are they going back to the gas station? I think I think I think that's what they're trying to do. Or well, she said something at the gas station and yeah. he said uh, they don't have a phone. But uh, maybe they're just trying to find a, somewhere to get help at. You know. So the four of them leave. Uh, yeah, the four of them leave, and Evan and Francine stays back, and of course, being potheads, 
they yeah. start smoking pot, and then you know, she uh, tells him to take his pants off, and you know some things happen. But you know, out of all this, what kills me is when she's sitting in Chris's car, mm-hmm. and he's like, she he's got any good music, and she's taking the CDs, and she's just throwing them in the back seat. Yeah. Oh, that irritates me every yeah. time I see it, man. Yeah, I, I was like, man, that's that's not your stuff to be throwing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of liked the music he was listening to, so. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then we, like you said, like, they started kind of getting down, and to me, like like I said before, like, when I start seeing these types of scenes in, in scary movies, I start wondering, okay, I kind of see the patterns of how right. they do their their, their uh, kill scenes and stuff, so. So, while the uh, other four are gone, and Evan and Francine are still uh, back at the uh, crash site... You know, she's looking through her CDs like we showed you. And he, she was looking for cigarettes as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, he, she's talking to Evan. Boom, Evan's gone. Yeah. So she gets out looking for him. And this caught my attention when I was watching it this time. She's walking around and she finds a shoe. Well, then she looks down and she sees that ear. Mm-hmm. And I swear they bought that ear from Dollar Tree. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the yeah. exact same uh-huh. ear. I was like... That is a straight up Dollar Tree prop. Yeah. And they just put blood all over it. I wonder if she's like, is Mike Tyson around? <laughs> <laughs> but uh Yeah, yeah, it is not it did not look like very realistic, but you kinda knew what happened to Evan. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts uh she starts flipping out because she's of course, you know, now she knows, okay, Evan's gone and we don't know if it was uh, Sawtooth or One-Eye that come up behind her, but he's got a razor wire, barbed wire, and he mm-hmm. just throws it, and he starts cutting into her mouth, and he's you know, he's taking her off. Now, uh, I don't know. I wish they would have showed a little more. Yeah, I do too. But he grabs her and, you know, boom, cuts the next scene. Yeah. I think he gave her some of those homemade braces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So now we go back to Chris. Uh, Jessica, Carly, and Scott. And we find out that, you know, to me, this is just building the characters. Yeah. You know, they're just walking and chit-chatting. And now you know, okay, Carly and Scott are engaged. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. Like I said, I just, I feel like I wish uh, Scott would have been in it just a little bit longer. I, I liked I his character. Too. Yeah, I did too. I, I, I did like Scott's character. He's kind of like the smart guy of the group, you know. Right. But, uh. But see, like, Chris fit right in with him. Like, mm-hmm. they was even cutting up him and Scott, you know. Mm-hmm. But when they seen the fire going, remember it's all like a little... Yeah, a little... little uh, almost like a little camp campfire. Area. Yeah. And uh, that that's the one smart part when they said, like, well, somebody's here. And they're like, hello? And he's like, no, 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 let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like, no, no. He's probably he's probably like, I've seen too many scary with yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, no good. So they find the house. Mm-hmm. And... It's, it looks abandoned. You know, well, I mean... Got all the cars around yeah, it. Stuff. it kinda, I mean, it looks old. Like, and then they start to well. Looks like Jeeper Creepers could have lived in there. Yeah, and then they, uh, I guess they start to knock. You know, well, well, first of all, before they even get in there, they start looking around. Nobody's there, and then they start. Uh, I forgot who made this reference, but they said, you know, this isn't right. I think it was Carly that did that. She said, "This to isn't go in? right." No, they just were when they were walking around before they got in the house. Oh, they some I, it might have been Jesse or Carl they wanted, but they said this isn't right, and I think it was Jesse actually. But then of course they go to the door. Chris decides to knock on the door. You know he knocks on the door. Nobody answers, of course, and they proceed to 
enter the house. Yeah, and, and Carly comes because she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm like, yeah, I got that. Look at this. <laughs> of you know, course, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, look at this place. You know, that's that's when that deliverance reference was made. <laughs> uh, was it uh, Scott? He yeah. tells Carly's like, I gotta pee, and Scott's like, uh, Have you ever seen deliverance? <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't understand why she just didn't pop a squat behind a car. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So they go in the house, and I cannot remember how they worded it, but they said something like a garage sale from hell. I got that right here. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Yeah, so they enter the house, and they start seeing all these dirty dishes and stuff, and it looks nasty, like nasty, nasty. And they open, I think this is that back room door, and they see all this this stuff. And, of course, like one thing I did notice, uh, the baby doll heads. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, to me, like, that's a, you see a lot of scary movies, like the old baby doll heads, but they make that reference, uh, uh, Scott makes that reference, he said, it looks like a garage sale from hell. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, they're going around, and they've even got something cooking on the stove, and they all kind of go their separate ways, except for, uh, Scott and, um, Carly. She's like, help me find a bathroom. So, they finally find one. Mm-hmm. And it it shows what Chris found in the Tupperware, you know, in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It looked like organs. Yeah, well. Like I, a liver or. I think it was definitely body parts. But I think at that moment in time, he was like, you couldn't really. I mean, you knew it was something looking. Dis- it looked disgusting. Yeah, but his reaction. Oh, he's, he opened it up and he's like, oh, God. And that's all he said. Yeah. Like, no facial reaction, nothing. He was just like, hmm. Yeah. But, I, th- but I think, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's one point that kind of confused me because I didn't know if he knew what it was or if he was just like, okay, this doesn't look good. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look good, you know. And then that about that time, that's when, uh, I think, what, Corley discovered the dead body shortly after yeah, that? Yeah, the hand sticking out of the uh, yeah. nasty bathtub. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when the moment of suspense kicked in. Yes. Because then they realized that they were not in a good place. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, so as they're fixing half the door, they see the truck coming. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I saw a back door. So they run, and the back door's blocked off where they can't get out. One thing I want to note, too, before we get into them exiting the house, you see the arrows. When they're looking around the house, you see the, the arrows uh, just sitting up there. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the camera kind of focused on that, and I just want to mention that because that kind of foreshadowed that that was going to be the weapon of choice for right. a lot of this, you know, shooting arrows. So they see the they see the truck coming. They try to go out the back door. It didn't work. And, the, and all of a sudden, uh, the three inbred hillbillies, whatever they're called, they come in, and you see you don't see uh, Carly and Scott where they hit at yet. No, but you see Chris and Jessica underneath the bed. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Their performance in this scene right here looked so real, like so legit. Yeah, and everybody's walking around all of a sudden. Boom! They slam Francine, and she's looking dead at them. Yeah, you know she's dead, of course, in the saw or yeah. the uh, the blood starts trailing towards. Them. Yeah. From yeah. her mouth where the razor blades is cut. Yeah, where well, she got those homemade braces. <laughs> and uh, and I, there's a scene. There's a scene in here. The way they shot it, uh, I, I wish uh, I knew how they did it. But they pick Francine's body up and they slam her on the table. Yeah. And uh, they they do that scene from like, well, is that what you're talking about? The scene from where uh, is it? Uh, Corley and Scott can see. What happens to... Yeah, but you see it through Carly's eye. Yeah, you see it through the the door hole. Yeah, the keyhole. Yeah, the keyhole. And it's kind of like blurry a little bit, but that's like, it's like perfect because you see it the way they see it. So that, I guess his name was One Eye. He was picking the the machete or whatever he had in his hand and he starts chopping. 
Yeah. But I love when he drops the bullet. Uh, one of the hit, I, I don't know if it was one eye or whoever, but drops the bullet and he's like searching down there. Yeah, yeah. I think that was actually uh, Sawtooth. I might be wrong. Yeah. But he's searching and you can just like see Chris's face like, oh God, oh God. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. what do you do, you know? Yeah, I'm right here beside these people. So after we see that uh, the hillbilly chop is chopping Francine up, it just cuts. Yeah. Now we're back at the house. And they're night night. Yes, they're out cold. Yeah. And I love how you can hear, and I believe it's um, Sawtooth. That's just a weird name. How you can hear his <clears throat> yeah. his breathing. Sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> He's, and they're, they're right underneath him, I believe. And, uh, man, to me, this is my favorite scene. Just because this is the scene that when I watched it, I was like, what would I do? Yeah. Would I stay underneath there until they left again? Or do I take the chance on getting out of here now? So that's, that's a big question. It, it's like what do you what do you do, you know, because if you wait around, that's what I thought. I was like, man, you know, what's the chances of them not looking in that back room where like Scott and Carly are and then not even like I don't know, like to me like they're they got like a sense of smell maybe, you know, it seems like they do and I guess that's I say that because these hillbillies remind me so much of like the orcs off of Lord of the Rings. And I know you don't watch Lord of the Rings, but uh, they do. So I'm like, man, what would I do? You know, would I risk it or would I just do what they did and just try to get out of there? I don't know. That's a tough question. So they decided Chris, you know, he starts to slide out from underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. And here comes Carly and uh, Scott out of the, I guess it was a closet. Yeah. I'm guessing. They come out and... Of course, Carly's knocking everything over. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, golly, there's always that one person, you know. Yeah. And these dudes must be heavy sleepers. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So, but this is this is saying I love when they open the door, and they go through the screen. And it makes that noise, and he grabs it, and he looks back. Yeah, and he looks. He's just looking back at him. He's holding it, and you can start seeing the blood. And he's like, go, go. So they start going, and finally, when the last when Je- uh, Jesse's the last one, he goes, go. And when she takes off and he turns around, his eyes open. Oh, wide open. And that music was like, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. And he just books it. And he's like, oh, you know. Yeah, I mean. And, and that goes to that point where they, they just take off. And, you know, the suspense really kicks in. And, and then you, I mean, really, that's when the movie really picks up, you know. Yes. And I love the shots in any horror movie. Like, you know, it shows them running up the hill. Mm-hmm. And as the camera's focused on them running up the hill, you can see behind them yeah. the three hibbles getting in the truck. Yeah. And that's where the big question comes in, and they even ask the question, okay, where are they going? Because they're not coming after us right here, but they're in the truck going the opposite direction. And that's when I was sitting there thinking, okay, well, they know that they know everything around them, you right? Know? So they probably know some kind of cutoff or where to, you know, where to See, find them at. And that was my thinking. I was like, I would have let them drove off and then went back down there and went exactly, the exactly. But so they get to the uh, abandoned car lot, I guess you want to call it. I guess it's where they hide all the old cars mm-hmm. and all the people that. And they knew exactly where they were going. So, you know, they're all looking around, and Jesse's like, how can they get away with this? Yeah. You know? And it reminded me of, uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Uh, especially the remake 2003's version. They have it where all the victims they've taken and killed, they've got all their cars, keys, still in the ignition, all yeah. that. But anyway... uh. So they're hiding in this abandoned car lot, and all of a sudden, here comes the three hillbillies. 
I like how they all get out, you know, and you can hear little three fingers laughing, you yeah. know, and stuff. That was probably my favorite one. Was it? Just because he just had that weird, creepy laugh, you know? I see, and, they, and, and their other ones? Yeah. They've tried to duplicate that character, and it mm-hmm. just hasn't worked yet. Yeah. The first, you never beat the first one. No, you will not. But anyway, uh, they all get out, but they left the truck running. And Chris yeah. is like, hey, they, you know, uh, they left the truck running. We're going to have to get out of here. And she's like, and Jesse's like, how are we going to get the car or the truck? And he's like, distraction. And I love Scott. Scott's like, uh, classic military defense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Classic, no, classic military. Uh, uh, oh, I wouldn't have any word. I can't even remember now. Was it tactics? Or Tactic or something? Yeah, anyway, strategy or something like that. May have been strategy. So she says, "Who runs? He go, or who's going to distract him?" He goes, "I will." And he just takes off. Hey, bam! Right in the calf. Yeah. So he takes off running, shot right in the calf. Yeah. And I'm he, not going to lie. I expected the same thing to happen to Scott when because Scott tried hey, to <laughs> Scott when Scott said, "I love you." Get to the truck. You know, I'll I'll, I'll meet up with you. When that dude takes off. He looked like the Flash. Yeah, he did. He took off, and they <laughs> they shot at him. They all t- and that's what's funny. You know, probably if it was legit, all three of them would not have ran after him. Yeah, at least one of them would have went to the one they didn't shot. Yeah, unless maybe they thought they killed him. Yeah, but I'm sure that I think it was one eye that shot him. I'm sure he meant to shoot him in the calf. Yeah, but anyway, so now they're after Scott, <laughs> and uh, Chris is over there holding his leg and. Carly and uh, Jesse go over there and pick him up. They get to the truck, and I love this part, too. I'm just saying this whole film, man, some of the camera shots I just love. Uh, They get into the truck. They start taking off, and you hear three fingers laughing, mm-hmm. and they look back in the mirror, and you can and see, see him. I, I, lo- <laughs> I love he, he looks so happy, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I love this. I get to chase somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? But that, but that but that's, would be so realistic though yeah and that's creepy and i love that yeah and, and honestly from their perspective from these uh hillbilly perspectives you know that was their fun they loved it you could tell because of how they were yelling and everything else they that was they lived for the hunt and their game was of course humans you know so yeah. i will say this is the part of the movie that bummed me out so she's uh carly's like where's chris or scott where's scott yeah and he's booking it still yeah. man yeah he is and finally, they're like, he's got to be around there somewhere. And they look up, and there he, they see him. And they're like, Scott, she's yelling for him. And I think she caused his death. Yeah. Because as soon as she starts screaming, Scott, you can see old Sawtooth or whatever. Kind of look over. Yeah, he looks over. Yeah. And uh, so he's, and he finally sees him. He's running, and all of a sudden, you hear the arrow hit, and he just yeah. goes, Ugh. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you don't really and, see him. You just see him kind of stumble, and then you don't and see he, the arrow. But he keeps walking a little bit, mm-hmm. and she's like, Scott, hurry up. And then you hear it again. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of thump. The second one hits. Yeah. Now she starts screaming. You see the blood right in the middle of his chest, and then that third arrow finally comes yeah. through. I was like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's not uh, really a lot of scary movies where, you know, most scary movies you're like, yep, yeah, he's he's going to die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one where you're like, man, I hope that dude don't get it. Yeah. And and that's just my opinion. You know, others may hate the character, but. Yeah, he was, he was one of my favorite characters, too. And Carly, uh, her scene once she realized, okay, he, you know, once he fell, he was dead. Her reaction, where Chris had to hold her, and she was just like, yeah. let me go back, let me go back, you know, and all that yeah. stuff. That, that was a good emotional scene. Yeah. Like, great A acting. But she, like but she kept trying to give up during the whole movie. Like, she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Before <laughs> she even got in the truck. 
And I was like, come on, girl, you better get with it. You got to do it. <laughs> so they hit a dead end. And now, you know, they're starting to walk and they get lucky. They find a watchtower. So uh, they get up to the watchtower and she kills me. Carly's like, anybody up there? And it's like, yeah. shut up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's and that's what I put too. That's uh that's what I put when I was writing notes down on that. It said uh she yelled out calling for people, I put dumb. But <laughs> 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 you always gotta have that when you get your scary movie, somebody's gonna do something dumb uh to get attention. But I don't think that luckily that's not what caused them to you know, get caught. Right. So, say, so. she they go up uh they go up there and they could have probably just stayed up there the rest of the night. Yeah. But it's funny because they head up there, they uh, shut the door, and they're, they're looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Don't see nothing. Nothing. But here's what's funny. It's a beautiful background. It is. It and is. if you listen to the music, it's almost like a calm mm-hmm. part of the movie. Like the calm and the storm. Yeah, and it's storm. like <laughs> if somebody walked in while while you were watching it, yeah. didn't know what you were watching, if they just saw that scene right there, they'd have been like, oh, what's this? You know, yeah. like... Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, "I don't see, a, I don't see a town or nothing." Yeah. It, it was just kind of like, "Man, it's a beautiful sight." But then that sucks for them because now they're in the middle of nowhere. And I think Corley proceeded to say, "We're we are all going going to die yeah. after that." So, so she, they they bandage uh, Chris up, and she finds a radio, and of course the radio's not working. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like. Chris is, you know, he's watching out the window while they're trying to get the radio going. Well, now he starts seeing the torches. Yeah. And I love that because he's like, oh, no. Yeah. He says it real softly, and they're like, what? And they're like, he's like, they're coming. And here comes the torches. Yeah. It's dark time now, or night time. And they were going to keep going. Yeah. That's like you said. She didn't actually get them caught. No. So they're walking by, and a stupid radio, of course, would hit. Right when they come by. <laughs> so, and, and that would be one of the creepiest things is because where are you going to go? Yeah. And... Of course, they're stuck up there in that tower, nowhere to go, you know. So, so now old Three Fingers, <laughs> yeah, his little creepy laugh. He's coming up the tower. They know that they're up there now. Yeah, and uh, starts to wh- stick his hand through the top there. Which, well, of course, well, first of all, he's coming up the ladder. They know they're there because the radio. Carly's screaming on the radio, "Help me! We're here!" They're asking where she's at. They finally get a hold of somebody. That's the right. good thing. And uh, so that's kind of set in motion. Somebody knows they're there. Uh, But then she's constantly, she's just yelling out, hey, you gotta help me, you gotta help me. Somebody's trying to kill us. You know, they killed my friends. They're trying to kill us now. And you got three fingers coming up and he sticks his little happy fingers through the, through the uh, trap, well, I guess through the door. I don't know what you would call it. uh, The The entrance? The floor door. Yeah. And that's the only way you get in there. Yeah, floor door. But uh, then then I guess Chris, Hits him with that big old stick, was it? Or stomps his fingers yeah. or something. And, of course, he goes... Ah! <laughs> falls. I don't think he falls down, but he gets, he, he's well, like, well, screw that. <laughs> so now they play it smart. They start setting it on fire. Yeah. Yep. And I love how she busts out the window. She's just going to jump. Carly's like, screw this. Yeah. And she's like, I'd rather jump than burn. Yeah. And he's like, "You're, uh, you know, Jesse's trying to hold her in. And, he, and Chris is like, no, she's right. Yeah. And this is what I wrote down because it cracked me up. They start diving yeah. into those trees like John Rambo did on First Blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they were just like, hey, open arms, let's just go. 
I mean, that's some big old freaking trees. Yeah. Too. Oh, they are. And, look, and I guess they were right to do that because I mean they didn't have any other choice. But uh, yeah, I would be a nervous wreck doing that. You know, man, that would be scary. But you know, they they made it. And luckily, so, without now, injury. Now they get in the tree, the trees, and they start hiding out. And it's funny because they're like, "Do you think they see us?" And then all of a sudden you hear, "Yeah, <laughs> let's shoot that arrow at yeah. them." Yeah. And. Uh, so they're like, yep, you know, here they come. So old Three Fingers, he's got the worst of it, man. He's always doing the climbing, jumping yeah. on it. So he starts climbing up there. And Chris and Carly are pretty much staying together. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I mean, Chris and Jesse are yeah. pretty much staying together. While Carly's, you know, she's just against the, the tree. Yeah. Well, she finally does start crossing to mm-hmm. another part of the tree. And then, of course, this is what one of the major kill scenes everybody talks about. Yeah. She's sitting there against the the tree, and all of a sudden you see three fingers rise up out of the corner of the screen. Mm-hmm. And right before he swings, you see Jesse start screaming, and you know Chris covers her mouth. Yeah, because they can see they can see straight from across. Like I guess Carly's like straight across from him on the other tree, and so they can see her, and she's like up against the back, or her back's up against the tree. Three fingers is like right behind her on a branch. Of course, she don't see him. Right. And Carly and, uh, I don't know, not Carly, but Jesse and Chris can see it, like see him about to attack. And, of course, you know, Chris is, at this point, they don't want to be discovered. So Chris is, like, covering Jesse's face. But what do you know? Uh, Carly gets it right to the face. Yeah, and I love how the pupil, like, just gets dilated. Yeah, yeah. And then you see the body falling as the, yeah. from her... What is it from the top of her mouth up? It's just still on the yeah yeah. Hey, so he's got a machete or what was it? It was an axe, I believe. Oh, an axe. Yeah. Okay. So she gets like cutting her head gets cut in half from like the crease in her lips. So it's like perfect cut crease of her lips, like right between her mouth, and the rest of her body just falls out. Yeah, definitely to me the top kill of the movie. Uh, it was I mean it was it was gruesome, but it was awesome at the same time for a horror movie. <laughs> Right, so they see that happen, and now Chris and uh, Jesse are setting up a trap, and he's mm-hmm. and you know they get behind this branch, and he starts pulling it back. He goes, "Can you hold? Can you hang on to this?" Yeah. And she's like, "Why?" And he goes, "Because well, we're gonna knock this effer out of the tree." Yeah. And she's like, "I'll I'll go distract him because you can't." Yeah. Dude, when he he hops up and she falls down and she's crawling away. Yeah. He lets that branch go. <laughs> yeah. Old three fingers gets it right to the friggin' head and yeah. just. Falls up. Yeah, and I love how he, how he's screaming as he hits. Yeah. Well, then the other two, I guess, brothers run over yeah. there. And they were hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they start screaming and hollering, you know, because yeah. they're mad now. Yeah, yeah. But. It, 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 it became personal after that. It was like a game at first. Now it's personal. <laughs> so then they kind of find, after all that, they get out of the tree. They kind of find a safe haven uh, behind a waterfall. Mm-hmm. And that's where they stay the rest of the night. And then she's yeah. woken up by a nightmare. Yeah. She sees them coming, like, yeah. through the waterfall. Yep. And and then they both, I guess when she gets startled, Chris gets startled because he's afraid, like, they're there, you know. Right. So so now it's uh, the second day in. Now the day's uh, sun's up. Yeah. So now you have to explain this part did they see the cop first or what happened after the waterfall so they're at the waterfall scene they get they get that jump scare because uh, i think jesse had that dream so they both get scared because they're they're startled 
Uh, they get out of the waterfall. They start walking up the hill, and they got this little cliff below them. You can see the cliff in the scene. And uh, they think, hey, you know, we're good. We see a road. You know, there's a road right. there. So uh, we just got to get down there and, and hopefully get somebody to stop and help us. Well, uh, you know, there it shows them walking. And then all, all of a sudden you see an axe come at Chris's head. Right, you know, right. And then it sticks to the tree. And they're like, okay, we're, we're found. <laughs> so, yeah. so then you see. Uh, the jig is up. I can't remember if it's Sawtooth or not, the biggest one. I think it. I think it was the one that too. had the bow, I think. But uh, anyway, so he comes up and he just gives Chris a clothesline from hell. He goes down the hill, and then of course, uh, Jesse screams. You hear Jesse scream, and you realize at that point, Jesse gets taken. Right. And you know, you see old Chris kind of get up the hill. At this point, he don't know what's going on. You know, uh, he don't know where she's at, and uh, he goes down the road trying to get help, and a cop car pulls up. And the cop gets there, and he, you know, he gets out, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" You know, and Chris is like, "Hey, they're after us. Yeah, they're trying to kill us." And I love that. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Well, he no, you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, he gets there, and uh, that cop, he's like, uh, he's listening to Chris, like, say, "Oh, they're after us," and blah blah blah. And the cop's like, "Who's after us?" And then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right to, the, right to the eyeball here goes the arrow there's your sign <laughs> yeah he's like no no he's just something like they're trying to kill us yeah 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 and so it gets him it sticks him in the eye and no chris just falls down and rolls underneath the yeah. uh the vehicle the cop car or jeep whatever and so here comes one of the big hillbillies mm-hmm. and you'd think he would have looked under the uh the cop's vehicle yeah and the one part about this one that kind of aggravated me and i don't know you know i might not i might have did the same thing because at this point you realize that you're not dealing with like just a regular person you're dealing with some like some brutes and uh but it kind of at this part it kind of bothered me i was like okay you got a cop right there he has to have a gun right on him why not go for the gun because the cop's right beside you but I don't know. I kind of bothered me. I was like, well, why didn't he go for the gun? But, you know, again, it's a horror movie. and I thought and he did go for the gun. I didn't think and he did. And then the hillbilly grabbed it. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think he did. But he, he might have. I might, maybe I just missed that. I don't I, know. I may be wrong, too. I don't know. But So they take the cop car, and Chris is underneath it, and he hooks up underneath it. So he can, you know, they're taking it back to the house. And uh, now they've got Jesse. Where she, is she uh, strapped to a bed? Yeah, she's strapped to like that table. I guess that original that table, was it the that table? They, they cut off cut people on, I guess. Yeah. I didn't uh, remember if it was a table or if it was a bed. You see uh yeah, you see her and that guy took off and after you see her, you got that uh I don't know which hillbilly this is, but uh he starts, you know, playing with her and she's pleading with him, Hey, please, please, you know, and he starts putting that blade to her neck and all of a sudden he hears that car roll up. And she, hold on, before you say she's got such a manly voice, like yeah, she, she don't have the girl. She's like, and she's she's got a deep voice for a woman. She and does. So they hear the they hear the car pull up, and I guess he took like a lantern or something. I don't remember what he threw, but he he threw it at the front door, mm. catches it in flames, yeah. and as one eye starts walking up to the door, uh, here he comes, boom! He runs through their front room, their living room, and that was another one. Yep. Runs over one uh one eye. Yeah. And now... Oh, he does that first. That's what he does first. He runs him over. So now a sawtooth is coming around. A sawtooth is a big old boy. Mm-hmm. They start tussling around. They start fighting. And she's trying to get loose the entire time. Yeah. And I can't... Uh, I'm trying to think. 
Did he get one of her hands free before Sawtooth grabbed her? Yeah. So what happened was after he uh, he got him down. Did I'm trying to think. I think did he stab him? Or is that or first to get him down? That the first time where he just hit him down. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I, be, I believe he stabbed Sawtooth. Yeah, I know he stabbed him. I just don't know if he stabbed him first. Uh, but anyways, he gets him down anyways, and then he starts going straight to Carly. Or not Carly, but Jesse. And this is kind of one of those moments, too, that I'm just like, if it, if I was in his shoes, I'm sorry, but I think I'd just make sure that dude's dead. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, it's just one of those things. Those dudes are big, and they're, and they're not playing. And even if I knocked him down and he's down, I I, I think I would have had something had it, like, something stuck in his right. head or something at that point. But, again, it didn't happen that way. He he was down. He seen an opportunity to try to free Jesse and, and then kind of – Haul butt out of there, but he started loosening her up. I think he did get one hand free before. And she's working on the other one. Yeah. So they start tussling, and right when he's got Chris, where you think, oh, heck, you know, like he's fixing to kill him, you hear the arrow hit, but you don't know what happened. You just see old Sawtooth stick, you know, like he gets stiff all of a sudden. He turns around. Now you see the arrow on the back of his head. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Jesse's the one that shot him. Well, then once he falls, now all of a sudden uh, three fingers comes out. (laughs) Yeah. After she's loose now, right? And now they're all fighting. Yep. And it's just total chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one eye, he's underneath the vehicle still. Yeah. And as they're trying to leave, she, he grabs Jesse. Yeah, by the foot. Or the ankle. I guess it was the ankle. Yeah. And she does her manly scream, you know, yeah. get off me, you know. And get off me. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the trigger? <laughs> but anyway... Uh, Yo, she and that's what it is, and he's got a hold of three fingers, and she takes the axe and hits him like right in the left shoulder area. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So he falls, and of course, like you said, I said, checking to see if they're dead. They're just like, yeah. So they all three start moving now. She yeah. and she's and, like, "Come on, we gotta get out of here." And he's like, and at this point in the movie, I'm just like, do these guys are they like even human? Because are they? <laughs> one's been like stabbed like right through the chest, and the other one's been. Hit with an axe. It's like, man, are these guys even human? So he tells her, I've got one bullet left. So they get yeah. out, and what's he do? He shoots the gas jug, and boom, blows the entire mm-hmm. house up, blows the cop's vehicle up, yeah. and there's no way they survived it. Yeah. yeah no so way. the hero is Chris with his lady, Jesse. Yeah. I mean, of course, now they don't ever show them get together or nothing. But yeah. So you think it's over, and they get in the truck, and they start heading to the gas station. Yeah. And I love how he just walks up to her. <laughs> yeah, he just rips that <laughs> he just map, rips the map off. Yeah. He's like, you don't even need to know about this place. <laughs> rips that, it off. He's like, nobody else is going to know about it. Rips it off. And old One Tooth is sitting over there. Yeah, yeah. And he don't say a word. He just looks at him. Yeah, he's like, he, well, he you can see by his, his facial expression. Well, when they first start coming in, he sees the truck. And automatically, you know what he's thinking. He's thinking, okay, these hillbillies are, are coming to my, my gas station. Because you've you seen him come. He goes right in the house. He shuts the door. And he gets behind the curtains just to see what they're doing. And uh, so, uh, and so you, at that point, you know, before I kind of thought, I was like, okay, this gas station guy, he might be in it with them. Like, right. But then when I seen that, how scared he was of him, I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe he's just like, okay, I'm just staying away from him. Uh, but then he, when he sees uh, Chris get out of the car, you can see how he's like, like in awe. Like, okay, right. how did he survive, you know? But, so the credits start rolling. You think it's over. 
And then all of a sudden, you see the headlights pull up. And it's another cop, I'm going to say like a deputy, getting out. Mm-hmm. It's at night time. Yep. And he's looking at the burnt house. He's checking on things. And all of a sudden, he sees the shadow of somebody come up behind him. And when he spins around, you can see his three fingers all burnt. Yeah. And he's got that daggum axe. And mm-hmm. he does that creepy laugh, swings toward the camera. Yeah, he shows that's it. He shows those beautiful teeth. So, <laughs> so that's it for uh, Wrong Turn. I mean, I, I consider it a, a still a, a great horror uh, film. Yeah. I love the first time I seen it, and I loved it when I watched it today. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, Brad, with you being uh, new on this, every episode, at the end of each episode, we review it. We give it either one to five stars. Okay. Five being the best, of course. Uh, so I'll let you go ahead and go first. What would you rate Wrong Turn? I don't know, for it's like identity. It's not, I mean, it's a horror movie, but it's not like one of those, like, just, it's not like a, da- it's more to me like a thrill, thriller horror mm-hmm. movie, but man, I'd rate it up there high because, I mean, I enjoyed it, and at, at the time, it seemed pretty original to me, like it kind of set, right. set, set things off for the franchise, so I would say, like, anywhere between like a four and a five, to me. You gotta give it one or the other. One or the other, ah. Uh, uh, it'd be like in the middle, four point five. Yeah, I say about a four point five. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give this one. Ah, oh, man, this one's hard because I really love this film. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna give it four stars. Okay. Love the film. It ain't quite that five star range because yeah. I mean. There may have been some flaws in there. Yeah, there was definitely but, some some flaws. But uh, like you said, I I don't. To me, it felt very original. Yeah, I love the concept of the film, and the actors were. I love the actors in it. Yeah, I yeah, love uh, the characters in it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna rate it a four. Yeah. So, with that being said, I mean that is our review on. Uh, Wrong turn, man. The very first one that started it. Um, but before we sign off, I just want to remind everyone to please go check us out. Give us a follow on Facebook. We are Small Town Horror Podcast on Facebook. And we are also Small Town Horror Podcast on Instagram. And you can catch us uh, on and download our episodes on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I mean, we're out there. We're trying to get our names out there. And I know we say it at the end of each episode, but if we get enough Facebook or Instagram followers, we're going to start taking requests on what kind of horror movies you would like me and Randy or me, Randy, and Brad to uh, review. Uh, Throw some ones out there that we've never even heard of. You know, I'm always down for watching some new horror films. But uh, before we sign off, you got anything you want to say? Well, man, I really enjoyed uh, getting a chance to go back and watch uh, Wrong Turn again and, and get a chance to talk about it. This is my first time doing the podcast, or really doing a podcast, period. But uh, I guess getting to watch the movie and kind of in more of the eyes of kind of examining it instead of just watching it for fun, it kind of brings a new perspective about watching a horror film. Right. Because you're kind of looking for more than just, 
you know, watching it for pleasure. You're watching it to kind of critique it, you know. Right. So uh, I definitely enjoyed doing that, and I, I enjoyed talking about it with you, and I can't wait to do the next one. Uh, I'm definitely going to be here for Killer Clowns. So uh, just FYI on that, you're going to see a fresh perspective from Killer Clowns for me because I've never watched it. So uh, Randy is and, and Johnny both are, are, are really excited to watch the movie with me because we're going to watch it all together. And they they want to see my facial expression, so let's see if they get a kick out of that. Yes, uh, so that is our next episode. It will be Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and it will be me, Randy, and Brad, of course. Um, and we've got a lot planned out on what we want to uh, review. I mean, we've got some from even the black and white silent pictures, like Not So Far Right too. I mean, we've got we're going all the way back. To, to the original horror films, you know, and like I said, we will make sure Killer Clowns from Outer Space is our next episode, and I can't wait to hear somebody's fresh review on it, you know. So, with that being said, uh, I am Johnny Reyes. I am Brad Byers, and we are signing off. And Randy's not here to say it this week, so I'll stay. I'll say it. What's Everyone, stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs>